We are back for another season. Oh my gosh, this is going to be the first episode for season four. I'm excited. I want you guys to stay tuned and listen here. Okay, first off, before we get started, I have to shout out Hubby for getting me some new equipment. I have a new microphone, a nice, good, clean, crisp sound. I have a couple more announcements to make for everybody. With this thank you, I want to start out with this microphone. I told y'all, didn't I tell y'all in the trailer that I was going to come back, back and better? Now, for all my listeners who have been loyal, who have continued to listen to me, you can also hear and see the growth, the transition. I am excited. I'm thankful. I am grateful. And it, it also opened the door for new inspiration for me to be more inspired or get into that creative space. Um, with that being said, another announcement that I have going into this season is I am on a new platform. I'm on Amazon now, so you can listen to me on Amazon radio podcast. So I'm there too. If you want to look for me, remember it's, you know, the, my Ion Kai podcast. Um, so you have to spell it all out in order to find me or search me. Also, everything is at my eye on Kai regarding social media platforms. I have a link tree that if you need to find other websites or if you don't have or don't want to download or don't have space, I understand some of them gigabytes, megabytes, all of those take up space. If you already have something downloaded, you don't have to download more just to listen to mine. So once again, I'm on multiple platforms. Don't forget with this season, I will also ask questions underneath each episode. So make sure you look beneath the episode if you are a Spotify listener. Spotify has its own little special exclusive, you know, terms with them. So if you want to go over there and look, I always leave some questions up there for you to interact with me. Um, like I said, we're growing. Okay. We are growing. And the reason why I've kept that content there, whether it sounded airy or there was an echo or there was certain things in the background, I kept it there to promote and for me to look back on my growth. That is an experience. That's a once in a lifetime. I was there in that moment delivering whatever message, whatever gems I had to give. And I kept it because I felt like it was more valuable. It was more raw. It was more more of an experience, I would say. But other than that, let's get right into it. This season is coming. I'm coming. I'm coming. So stay tuned. Stay ready. But for this episode, we are going to talk about a good old cookout. Okay. Let's talk about what makes a good cookout. Okay. A couple things that make a great cookout is music. Okay. Music just moves everybody swiftly. It changes up the energy. Music can really turn any situation up or down. You can get too crunk. It can get too rowdy. It can get too slow. It can get, you know, everybody on the dance floor. Music is just the perfect universal language for anybody. Music. You got to have good music at your cookout. Okay. If you ain't got no music at this point, it's just dinner. (laughs) It's just dinner at this part. It's not no party. It's not anything. It's just dinner. At this point in time, it's just dinner. Okay. Food. Food, food, food is the main attraction, okay? Now, I have a huge family. And when we have cookouts, it's going to travel word of mouth from somebody to somebody to somebody to somebody to extended friend, extended cousin, extended somebody. So when it comes to food, let's work on taste, right? You got to make sure that 
when you're preparing this food, sometimes you kind of got to step outside of the box and not just think about yourself and think about everybody's palate as far as taste and what they like. So some people might not like their food too spicy. So you want to accommodate everybody. You want to win like, oh, that's the best cook in the family type award. So if you are going to make food, prepare food, be mindful of some people's food restrictions, whether it be like some people don't like to eat pork or some people, you know, just can't have spicy food or don't have a tolerance for it. I would say when you are making food, just be mindful of other people's, you know, balances, diet restrictions, just so that they can enjoy and also be a part of the festivities as well. Now, when we make this food, In my family, in my own traditions, in my culture, we have the head of the family designate who's going to make what. Sometimes, you know, you can volunteer and say what you're going to make based off, you know, if you pull through. But if you're not good at making desserts, we don't want you making desserts. You're good at making the bread, the cornbread, the muffins, the rolls, whatever the case might be. You're good at the dinner rolls. We don't need you over here trying to make a cheesecake. We don't need you over here trying to make, you know, a pound cake, a lemon cake, a key lime, whatever, pies, anything. It's not for you. You do not have the vote. You've been voted off. That's not for you to do. Now, if you would like to make a dessert, and some dinner rolls, we are here for it, the more the merrier. But if you think that you're just going to bring one dish that is not your best, we want you to keep it. We are appreciative in another form. We, are, we appreciate you coming, but we don't want to feel like by you coming, you tried to poison us. <laughs> so try to stay in your lane when you when it comes to making things in the cookout like if you don't experiment it's not the best time to experiment and try new recipes and add new ingredients don't do that don't do that it's not the best time the best time is to do something that you feel comfortable making that you um know by heart or you know it's going to taste well you know it's going to taste good and a lot of times you know, some people make what they can afford. If you don't want to make green beans or if you don't want to make macaroni and cheese, because sometimes depending upon who makes it or how you make it, some of those recipes, some of the ingredients are very expensive. Certain cheeses, whether it's certain meats you put in or add into your green beans, if it's certain things that you you know, certain, whether you want the fresh, raw herbs and ingredients, you know, I understand. We understand that. We just asking that you bring us something that's good and fulfilling and can feed the masses. Okay. (laughs) Just good and fulfilling and feed the masses. You're not feeding your husband. You're not feeding your date, your mate, your nothing like that, where you want to go all out and earn some brownie points. If you can't afford it, don't do it. If you can't afford it, great, great kudos to you. Um, another thing, with staying in your balances, with staying, with staying in your role, what you can make, what you cannot make, make what you know, and then bring, you know, something that you want the people to try, but also do your part first. Don't just go crazy off the rails because your feelings might get hurt. Definitely. 
definitely might get hurt. Store brought food. Um, how do we feel about store brought food? Ooh, that's a good one right there. Store brought food. Okay, I will say this. I'm not against store bought food, but it does show a lack of effort. It does show a lack of heart. It shows a lack of heart. You know, you want to put your foot in it. You want to put your love into it. You want to put everything, your soul into the food that you make to prepare for your your family or friends or just people that you love once. So when you take the route and buying something that's store-brought, now listen, like I said, I'm not against you buying something that's store-brought, but if you are going to buy something store-brought, mix it up, okay? If you're going to buy the little potato salad in the little jar, please add a little mustard, maybe some paprika, maybe some relish, some, just add certain ingredients to make it, you know, your own or give it more flavor. Make us believe you made it. You cut the downtime, you cut the cook time, you know, you ain't have to do all of the preparing, all the dishes, all the messes, all the things that comes with whenever you prepare food. You don't have to worry about that. But just serving it fresh out of the jar, can, platter, whatever it comes in, it doesn't feel like love. It feels like you cheated, you cut corners, and what type of what type of party do you think this is? It's okay now buying store brought chips. We ain't saying you got to cut up no potatoes and fry up the chips yourself or bake them or whatever you want to do. We understand certain things you can cut corners on, like potato chips. Get the potato chips, um, drinks. We ain't asking you to make the family punch every time. You can make the family punch. We love a good punch, don't we? But certain things we understand cutting corners. Certain things it's like, mm. Them store brought cookies, you know, certain stuff we we understand some stuff. It just it just depends on each family, I guess. Um, the best thing about a good cookout or a barbecue is love, like just everybody getting to express love, share love, receive love. That moment right there of just communal value, gathering. Okay, now you get to see people and connect and. You know, mingle, mingle with your family, mingle with some friends. I know on multiple occasions that you might be able to find a good date at my family cookout. Like somebody going to bring a friend, a coworker, somebody that they're cool with that you're not related to. And it's an opportunity to just dress well, dress your best, get out the house, have a good time. And you're going to remember that that was a good time. And another Another thing that makes a good cookout is games, okay? We love a good spades, card game, some some tongue. We love a good dominoes. You know, have those games where you make memories and also get the opportunity to teach the youngins. So let's start it off by like between 12 to 3 or, you know, 2 to 4. All the youngest can learn and sit at the grown folks table and play the game. And after four o'clock, it's grown folks time. Now we're going to start playing the games or after five o'clock or after a certain time. I think we also need to reel it back when it comes to these cookouts and understanding that 
each age group needs to be benefited from the elders to the babies to the adults. We need to make sure everybody is having a good time and not just one age group or one setting of people are having a good time, whether it be I'm just here to, you know, have a good time, forget how anybody else is feeling. I'm not going to accommodate the kids. I'm not going to watch my mouth or watch what I'm doing, whether it be drugs or smoking or drinking or just just have respect for your elders and be mindful. Right. Sometimes, you know, in the beginning of a cookout, there's nothing wrong with an after party of the cookout, but you have to be able to decipher when that is. Okay. And with that being said, I want to say this is something that you need to watch out for. Try to avoid too much alcohol at an early hour. So if y'all coming in and the liquor's flowing, like I don't think there's nothing wrong with a couple beers, you know, a wine cooler while you cooking, waiting for the food to get done or whatever. But when we going straight shots, we pull in, we got the drinks going, flowing and flowing. That's how the burgers get burnt. That's how the hot dogs is stale. That's how that's how stuff gets ruined is because you was drunk and you forgot or you just was putting too much into it. It's too much going on. If the food got too salty, you put too much seasoning on it. <sighs> too much happens when you are under the influence at too early. Like get your duty done first and then pick up the drinks after you put some food on your stomach. Like it's okay to do a little wine cooler, a little beer, just to get the mood flowing. But like I said, when you start consuming alcohol too early in the cookout, the cookout is 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 not even a cookout no more. It's a full-fledged party. Okay. Food starts taking forever. You forgot this ingredient was in the in the refrigerator. The devil eggs is burnt. Like it, it just be too much when you start the party too early. Now, some people can control their liquor and some people can, you know, function under the influence to, you know, some people, you know, uncle can do that. Auntie over there, she's been doing it for years. She got it. But when I'm saying the party, everybody is flowing and the drinks and the red cups is going and we got to slow down. That's just a warning. Some people got it. Some people don't. I'm just saying when it started flowing too early, we just need to be a little cautious. Um. Be mindful of who is hosting the event. Time and time again, we are not mindful as guests of bathroom. The bathroom looks horrible after, you know, you hosted an event. You know, your toilet paper is going to be gone. That's just something that's going to happen. So if you are a person who is hosting or if you're a person who's going to someone's house, try to think outside the box. I know this is a lot to ask. I know this is definitely rare. This is a rare occurrence. Is maybe bring toilet paper, bring some paper towels, bring certain household necessities. So that way cleanup isn't a problem or it doesn't feel like I don't want to host no more because my stuff is too nice and my family and friends or whoever they allowed to come over is messing it up. And I have said, even in my own personal experience, I've had family members want to sway away from hosting, even if their house can accommodate all everybody they will say like no definitely not I'm losing remotes anytime you know just any any small little thing of of making somebody else have to 
foot the bill or come out of pocket or just their comfortability, it matters. So, so there you have it. And on that note, we will take an advertisement break. Be right back. <laughs> Thank you for staying tuned after that advertisement break. I appreciate it. We are back with the cookout. So another thing and another tip when it comes to making a good old cookout or having a good old cookout, making sure everything goes as planned. And even if you do all of these things, sometimes certain actions, certain people slip through the cracks. With that being said, okay, when you're going to a cookout, Come to be merry, come to be joyful, come to have a great time. Not a good time, a great time. Don't come to the cookout like, oh, I'm gonna wait till I see them next time. And the next time is the cookout. So you feel like you wanna bring whatever issues you have from then there last week. Oh, you said this in the family group chat. You said the next time I see you, this is what I'm going to confront you or say. Don't use the cookout to be confrontational or to confront any issues you have. Call them up for lunch. Pull them to the side after the party's over with. But don't try to ruin the event for everybody by your own emotions and not having your own stuff in check. Okay, please come with a good attitude or just stay home. Thank you. <laughs> now, lastly, I do want to talk about controlling your kids at a cookout. Now, in my culture, at a cookout, the cookout is for everybody. The kids go run along and do kid things, play hide and go seek, play tag, do what you want to do. But we as this new generation have to reel it on back and stop with the old, okay? Some things you have to go out with the old and in with the new. And one of the things is we have to do, we have to protect our kids, control our kids. With that being said, parents, you need to go check up on your kid. Check what they're doing. Check what they're into. You are responsible for them. Don't send no sibling. Don't send their older cousin. Go check on. Go tell me what my baby going to do. Get up and go check on your baby. Make sure your baby is good. Make sure they're not being mistreated. Make sure they are not out of sight or doing something they're not supposed to be doing or in the care of somebody they ain't got no business being in care of. Okay. If uncle over there got your baby, uncle, put my baby down. <laughs> you need to be very, very... Don't feel like because you're around family that you feel like you could just let loose or somebody else is keeping an eye on your kid. You still have to check up on your child, okay? You still have to do it. Make sure if you got a baby kid, if your child is bad, make sure when they come telling on your kid, you check your kid. Don't be like, y'all figure it out, y'all handle it, y'all do this, get out of my face. Don't have that, you know move, 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 move type mentality at a cookout because you're leaving somebody else to police your child and absolutely understand me out of all people. It takes a village to raise, to prepare, to love a child. I completely agree with that. But when it comes to the parent, do not just neglect, negate your role at a cookout. If your child come to you saying somebody hit them, don't say, all right, all right, go play. 
No, get up, check on your child's needs, check check up on these kids. These kids, it's low-key bad. <laughs> you got to make sure they ain't, your child ain't in the back smoking behind the garage. You got to make sure, depending upon what age they are. I'm not, I'm just saying for these little kids that you have to, you know, look after. I'm not speaking on the teenagers. I'm not speaking on the big kids. That's a different, that's a different group right there. I'm talking about the kids that's whining, crying, and you need the, the the kind you need to protect. All children need to be protected, but some of them, you know, you can give them some freedoms. I'm talking about the kids that you want to prevent anything bad happening at a cookout because you wanted to have grown folks time. It's still family time at a cookout. It is still family time. See what see what they're doing. Don't react to a tattletale kid as shoo shoo shoo. See what's going on. If they saying he hit me or, oh, he doing something he's supposed to be doing or he cussing or whatever. When them kids tell, yes, sometimes they tell for every little thing. But if it's your kid telling for every little thing, check up on your kid. It's the difference between somebody else coming to you saying so-and-so did this. Okay, you as the adult, you can go to their mom and say, hey, go check up on your kid. But at these cookouts... We have to still parent if you bring in your kid. Don't just bring your kid as a piece of arm candy to show like, oh, my family looks well put together and we're putting on for the Joneses because I brought my kids and look at us and we're a family and, you know, we look good and we played a part, but are we really the part? Are you really, are you really good all in out? No, check up on your kids. Make sure your kids ain't into stuff. Make sure your kids ain't breaking nothing. Make sure your kids, if they say they want to go to the store or if they want to go to the park, check up on your kids. Be that parent that goes the extra mile just to make sure that their kid is good, well taken care of. Once you check up on your kid, you can go back to whatever you want to do. Nobody's saying you got to use this time to just babysit and be your kid up under you the whole time. No, your kid can still go play and interact with their cousins and friends, whatever the case might be, but still don't just leave. <laughs> oh, your mama done went to the store. We don't know when she coming back. She looking at this, this opportunity for just a babysitter at this point. I'm saying for my parents, control your kids, check up on your kids, make sure you're doing your due diligence. If your kid is sleepy, if anything, when it's time to go, it's time to go. You have children. We can't just treat a cookout as just an adult party that kids are invited to. It's a family gathering. Everybody should be accommodated. And it's sad to say, and I am going to leave off on this note, that some family events, when certain parents aren't paying attention, that is when tragedy strikes. So that is where this place is coming from with me saying, just control your kids, check up on your kids, make sure they're good. You know, even try to check up on other people's kids who parents might not always be so receptive. You as big cousin, you as, you know, uncle, you as auntie, you as whoever you are to, to your village, do your village work and check up on other people's kids and just say, hey, I checked up on your baby too. They and they're still playing they and they're watching TV. They good. I just wanted to tell you what your child was doing. It don't always have to be 
you come into somebody with bad news and now they're irritated and annoyed and whatever the case might be. If we're doing all of these steps, you're going to have you a good old cookout. Promise. You're going to have you a great cookout where everybody is having a good time, where everybody is having fun. Also, remember, you're dealing with your family. You are dealing with your family. Don't try to treat them like it's somebody off the street. Don't try to feel like somebody coming at you because sometimes the people that can hurt us more are the people that know us the most. So just if you are one of those people that go and try to have a good time, remember, these people are your family. They're not going nowhere. They're going to always be there. They're going to always be who they are to you. Okay. And on that note, this is the end of the podcast. You all take care.